ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to uh, our first edition of the RTI Road to Indy Insider Live. My name is Rob Howden, first edition of the 2021 season. It's been a pretty wild off season thus far, as I think everybody knows. Uh, a lot of different things, of course, the season last year pushing on uh, into October. So that essentially shrunk down what would have been the off season as we were scheduled to go, obviously, the first weekend of March at the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. That changing a little bit, of course, now that we've moved to Barber Motorsports Park for our opener in the second half of April. So it's it pushed things in and then opened things back up again. And as you've known from uh, following on all the Road to Indy and team uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the social media, you know that uh, the announcements are really starting to roll in fast and furious now, which is great. Uh, one of the announcements that actually came in pretty early uh, was the, the guy who's joining me here on the very first edition of 2021 here on the Road to Indy Insider Live. And that's Josh Green making the move to uh, go to turn three motorsports for a sophomore season in the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship. I figured we'd bring Josh on. I'm going to start rolling on these a lot quicker. We'll try to get at least one or two in a week. Uh, we have some time. I'm home for a couple of months uh, before I hit the road to get back at it again. So a good opportunity to talk to these young drivers. Let's bring Josh in here right now from home in Mount Kisco, New York. Josh, we had a little power outage that's why we're a little late getting started but uh a snowstorm where you are right now is that what's going on yeah we we got hit with about two feet of snow um yesterday and okay. uh and sunday we're supposed to get another seven inches so it's been a pretty white winter well we'll see if we can sneak this uh insider interview in between power outages for you now um let's hey listen let's get started like i normally like to do just because it's about educating all our fans and everybody who watches here let's do a little origin story uh 18 years of age, you are right now, correct? Working your way up there, I love it. Um, Mount Kisco, New York. But tell me how you got into racing, first and foremost. We'll, we'll jump into 2021 and what you did in 2019 uh, and 20. But how did you get started into racing? What was the what was the attraction? So I used to always be into cars as a little kid. Um, and when I was 9 or 10, um, we have this sort of like big – it's not really a backyard. It's just woods. And we never yeah. really obvi obviously had a use for it. It was just part of the land. Um, and one day we were just walking around down there and my dad just kind of looked at me, a little 10 year old, and was like, why don't we build a go-kart track? And I obviously assumed he was joking, but then um, we got to it. We just started, we brought some rakes down and we just started raking it apart. We bought like a $400 go-kart off Amazon. It showed That's up. Awesome. And, yeah. And so that was, that was sort of the, the, the real origins of it. And yep. we got, I got a lap counter um, for my 11th birthday and then. <laughs> I had my friend sit passenger because of the two seater. So yeah. when it was when you drive with one person in it, you'd be on two wheels for like ninety percent of the time. So two of course, people yeah. quicker. Um, so that <laughs> happened, and then twenty fifteen rolls around, and my parents, um, my mom actually found a, a camp at the local go kart track called Grand Prix New York, um, mm -hmm. and that that was really where it all started. It was one week of summer camp that turned into two weeks that turned into a league and then eventually brought me all the way outdoors. Funnily enough, actually in that first week of, of indoor go-karting, uh, Michael and his brother, the dear Landos came in on the Friday yeah. um, and showed us all it was up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Here's how you, here, we'll set the baseline for you, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, they were like, they were awesome about everything, but they came in like fresh off of their national karting championships. Both yeah. of them had just won mini and junior. And they came in with News 12, fully suited and booted, names oh, wow. on everything. And so, like, all of us, like, Michael and Nick were basically my idols all the way up until, like, all the way up until I started racing with them. Yeah. Um, so, like, they they were really the people I looked up to when they first showed up. And it was a lot of fun just because, like, it's funny now that I'm racing with them. 
Um, but so that started, got out of Grand Prix, um, got sent up to Oakland Valley Race Park, which we probably have heard a lot about. A lot of course. In there. Um, a lot of people, yeah. And yeah, and so I ended up there. I raced with Stephen Mackler, who's someone you probably know quite well. Mm-hmm. That's who I first started out with. And then I moved to, to Mike Doty Racing. Um, took that all the way up to the national level. Uh, me and Chris Bogart uh, worked together and won the WKA championship, which you, you can did. see it right there. There it is. Um, X, X30 Junior, right? Yep, X30 Junior. Um, well and then the next year, uh, so November of that year, uh, Jeff Bouchard from Team Palfrey reached out, which had a lot to do with Robert McGinnis because we've been really good friends since I was since I was little. Um, yeah, another for, another Grand Prix New York guy. Yep, for sure. <laughs> um, and and he uh, he had sort of helped me get in contact with Jeff, and Jeff took me out to do a test at Royal Bling, and it went really well. And he was like, "You should just come out and do the first race." And we had no intention of racing cars that year. We just yeah. like we were just like we're gonna test the waters, see what it's like, and yeah. then maybe like I don't know, maybe we'll hop out there, do a race or two, and and really go full force for the next year. Um, at the same time I was doing USPKS, um, and that series went really well. It was really my first like full official season in senior. Um, and I was leading that championship going into the final round, but had the 1600 race to go to. So that took priority. Um, but either way, uh, so that, that test in November went really well. And then we went out to Rhode Atlanta and I won my first race in the wet. So <laughs> it was, it was an exciting race to say the least, but I had never driven a car in the wet. And, and that, was that, was that 19? Yep. That was 19. That's unbelievable. Like literally your your learning curve and your rise up the ranks because not only you moved to f1600 uh what did you finish you finished second in the championship right yeah eight wins second in the championship and then you're on team usa like yeah. literally this the, the two, team usa scholarship everything happened so quickly for you was it kind of a whirlwind at one point or what um i mean i do my best to just sort of keep my head in it um just because I like, I'm the sort of driver that's just like trying to take in as much information as possible. So yeah. I have a lot of fun, like getting in deep in that data and stuff like that. And, and everyone I've worked with is super like cooperative with that. Um, and with Jeff, it was a really cool program getting to sort of do a lot of sim work on the side, doing a lot of prep work. So uh, I kept my head pretty busy the whole time, not to, not to have that whirlwind effect, but it definitely was looking back on it. We had a lot of stuff going on at once with, we had my first season in senior in karting and then yeah. we also had 1600 and then we also had Team USA and everything was like culminating. And it was definitely stressful um, that last week before getting picked for Team USA where I had the shootout and then the next week I went to Portland for my first USF race That's and then right. it was back in the 1600 car for the second to last round. <laughs> um, so it was just like bang, bang, bang. And that got pretty stressful only because like, Team USA is huge and like there's a lot of stress and anxiety around it just purely because like you're going there and you want to be like, okay, I'm the best driver of the people who's here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, obviously I, it's really disappointing that they didn't get that shootout this year. Obviously like we know why, but um, it was a seriously awesome program. Just a shootout itself, getting to sort of like meet all these other drivers. I, I bet. Yeah. And, and it wasn't like, it wasn't what you'd expect it to be where it was just like super competitive atmosphere. Cause obviously we're all competitive and wanted to beat each other, but like, yeah. We'd come off from a session. We'd all sit at this round table and just help each other and work together to try and go quicker. Really? Yeah. So was there was cool. camaraderie there too. That's good. Yeah. No, it was never, it never felt like a hostile environment. Like everyone the entire time was just trying to figure, figure stuff out. And like Prescott and Mike Myers were the two people who had already driven the Lucas cars. They had a lot of good ideas and had driven around that circuit and they were super useful and like wow. genuinely wanted to help, which was really cool. Awesome. So here's one thing. And people always talk about the transition between carts and cars and what cart you're driving. If you're transitioning to USF 2000 from a shifter or from a single speed, there was a section there and that year where you're going from the cart, your, your, your X30 to the F1600 car. 
and you drove the USF 2000 car and you drove the Lucas Oil School <laughs> car. Like talk about going up and down. How, how did you feel that transition was jumping from different packages? Like a cart so much different than the car. We always talk about what it takes to make that transition. That's a, that was, I think you almost got thrown into the deep end. It maybe helped you. I would say it probably helped you, right? Having to, to adapt to different cars. Yeah. I mean, just as a, as a whole thing through my entire career, I've been thrown in the deep end most of the time. My first race, <laughs> my first race in carts was the New York state championship and it was a blizzard. And then my first race in cars was full wet. And then, uh, first race in USF. No, that was normal. That was road America. I was in the dry, but qualifying was in the wet. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, I think the USF was definitely the hardest to get used to because from the cart and the 1600 car, they're both pretty soft and you can get a really good yeah. idea of what the carts, what the car and car is doing. Like the 1600 car is a very compliant car and you can get a lot of information as to what it's doing everywhere. And like mentally, that's what I was used to because I hadn't driven any other cars. And the Lucas car, you're obviously not making any setup changes. You're just playing with bias. So yeah. that was pretty simple in its own right. And we were on the street tires. So it was really just trying to drive the crap out of it. Um, <laughs> the, the 1600 car gives you a lot of good information, but it's also a draft fest. So that's it's, true. it's never really the person who like, you have to be the smartest. You don't go out there and like, if you're super quick, it helps, but you're like at VIR, it's like a second and a half on a lap if you get a good draft. So yeah. it's not like, it's not as if, if someone's a second and a half off, they're still gonna be staying with the lead pack, um, which is what makes the racing really good. But no doubt. Yeah. when I jumped in the USF car in Portland, it was definitely hard to adjust to on the rubbered up track. The like the green track, I was super quick on, and like on the Friday practice, I think because you were sliding the car around like you would the US yeah. F sixteen hundred, yeah, yeah. So I was super comfortable with all that, and it worked really well, and I was really good driving the car in a slip angle. But <laughs> once the um, once the rubber went down, I started losing touch a little bit, and then we we started going the wrong way on setup just because I was giving some weird information. Of course, um, but I mean, I was still relative. Obviously, like I was, I I beat myself up a lot. So finishing tenth and eleventh wasn't enough. But obviously, a top ten on your debut and never driving the car before with no, no. testing is good. But yeah, I was like, but I was P four on Friday, so why wasn't I able to do that in the race? But that was in my own. Way. Um, but that was definitely the hardest, just because you get in that car and it's so much stiffer. Like compared to the 1600 car, you're getting no information whatsoever from like seat of the pants, having never driven the car before. Yeah. Given obviously I'd never been in one and I had no testing. I just had the one practice day with three sessions, but you, you don't get any information just based on the pitch and roll of the chassis. It's not moving nearly as much as it does in the 1600 car. So that's it. you just sort of slowly learn to take the smaller cues and get a better idea of it. So we'll talk about 2020, but before we do, before we do that, I'm listening to you talk about your career. This season is literally going to be your first season where you're going to get to take a set and come back and do something that you've already, already done for one year. Yeah. Cause everything you've done has been a step, a step, a step. Now it's now you've got that step. You're not stepping up this year. Now it's the year as a sophomore in USF 2000, you've got to be thrilled that you're going to be able to get in a car right now and, and, and not have to learn everything this year. It's more about going fast and winning races. For sure. Uh, this will be literally the first season in my entire career, carding included, that I'm not doing something different. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be learning tracks. I'm not going to be doing anything. It's just going to be 100% sort of like head down and go for it. So it's awesome. And, and turn three is just, there's a really cool group of guys. I mean, 
We'll get to that in a second. So let's go 2020. Let's let's talk about last year. Let's talk about the fact that you had a super consistent year, a very good start, of course. Uh, you know, a couple of podiums at Road America. Then you had you you got in this run where you were constantly top uh, top ten, capped off the season with a, with a great result as well uh, at New Jersey Motorsports Park. But you spent a year with with Cape Motorsports and Nicholas and Dominic, and I think you know obviously a multi time champions for so many years. What was that experience like, and what was it like for you that first year as a rookie in USF 2000? It was good. It was a lot of fun. It was it was really, I think, important to work with such a professional team um, uh, starting out because obviously they have all of those wins and, and championships under their belts, so they yeah. know they know what to do. Um, and it gives you a good idea of sort of how to set the car up and what to do, like what information to give to really get the direction you want to go in. Which is there's really pressure cool. there too, though, right? Yeah, there definitely is pressure there, um, and it was an interesting environment. I think with the squad we had, it was actually quite good, just because like. All of us as teammates were really tight knit. We were really good friends very, very quickly. Um, and like, I mean, I don't see Reese as much just because he doesn't live around here. But like, me, yeah. Kyle, and Michael are like, well, Kyle doesn't either. But me and Michael are super close. Like, we're we're working at Grand Prix together, so I see okay. him like once a week at a minimum. Yeah. Um, and I do a lot of eye racing with Kyle, so it's it's quite cool. But it was a good group of guys, and I think. Throughout the season, we got caught out a bit. We had the one mechanical issue, and that kind of chased us throughout the whole season, Yeah, um, which was frustrating in its own right, but it is what it is. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me was just making sure I came out of the season knowing I put 110% in, and I did as much as I could in the car every single time I was in the car. No doubt. Now, listen, uh, I'll pop a shot up here of you on the uh, from from Victory Lane at uh, at Road America. Was there a race Was there a race there last year where maybe you, you would have – pinpointed that as your turning point you know as, you're, as a young driver i always say rookies come in and there's a, usually it's road america because that's that middle race of the season we started at road america this year in that tight season we had you didn't really have a lot of time to you know take in all the information you had every weekend um was there was there like a like a, a break a turn maybe a turnaround weekend breakthrough weekend i i don't think i necessarily had a breakthrough weekend i think we had a lot of information going into the season mm-hmm. um i think i got a lot better as the season went on and that one problem started to plague us a little. Um, But I think Mid-Ohio 2 would have been a good place to pinpoint that that sort of breakthrough round, um, only because qualifying didn't go well, and we had that really good race one until the mechanical issue sent me off in the final corner, or not the final corner, in turn four, which was frustrating. And then that sort of plagued us for that entire weekend and into the next one. So, um, But I think that was really the breakthrough weekend because that was really when I got in my head and started really racing people because – for me, it was never really a driving thing. I sort of understood the car pretty well from the beginning. It was more um, manning up a little with racing and sort of making sure I could get my elbows out and really work through a pack because I definitely struggled with that before. Um, and, and that weekend was really a turnaround weekend for me to be able to sort of start driving through people and actually making overtakes and stuck. Nice. Let's uh, we'll go into 2020. Before we do that, you know, I always I always find it interesting that, you know, I'm thinking back to my time when I was in high school and then going to university and I played you know varsity sports and uh, I didn't get a chance to race. You guys are so in depth when it comes to racing and you, you got to give it your all. But, you know, you're doing the, a lot of guys are doing the double duty. Like Prescott Campbell's one of the guys. A lot of guys are still going to school. Tell me about your education and what you're pursuing as well, because I think that's a really interesting thing, too. So I took gap year last year, uh, or like as in this year, um, between high school and college. So I was I was in senior year of high school, basically coming into the season, and I've been off school this year. But I deferred from Purdue for uh, motorsports engineering. Yeah, and that's what I want to pursue. So that'll be awesome. Um, and it's just like for me, my mindset is I want to no matter what happens, be in motorsports when I grow up. So um, whether it's 
it doesn't matter what form of motorsports it is, but I mean, having that degree in motorsports engineering ensures the fact that no matter what I do, I'm going to have the opportunity to be in the paddock for my entire life. And that's really, that's the main goal. Dude, I hear you. Trust me. It's a, it's an amazing life and you'll enjoy it for sure to have that passion. So you're going to be on the pit lane for sure. You're either going to be in the race car or you're going to be on a pit box either or. Hopefully the race car, but we'll see. Well, listen, man, you got the talent for sure. Uh, Let's talk about 2021. And we we don't have any shots yet, so I'll bring up the picture from iRacing. We'll talk more about that. But 2021, this is a big move for you, right? Because you're with Cape Motorsports, uh, obviously one of the legendary championship teams in USF 2000. You could have stayed with them for another season and and tried to go for the championship. Tell me a little bit about what happened in the offseason, how it developed that you elected to move to turn three uh, motorsport to be with Peter uh, Peter Dempsey and the crew there. I like this pairing because I think it's going to be really interesting. You had a new teammate in Dylan Christie. Tell me about that move and talk a little bit about how uh, testing has gone in the offseason so far. Testing has been awesome. I mean, we had super successful tests at Barber and Sebring and Homestead, and it's just been a seriously awesome program straight from the get-go. I mean – even from the first talks to getting on iRacing, it was very apparent that they had everything it needed to go out and win races. Um, yeah. And Barber was definitely rushed for a test. Like we, we got the idea that we could go out and do Barber and we heard that that test was coming up and we asked if they could do it. And they said, yeah. And I mean, they got the cars like trailered to them about a week before the event and had almost no time to prep and just got them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just immediately super quick, which is huge because the cars that we ended up with hadn't been driven for over a year. Okay. But we were literally like straight to the pace. It was awesome. And it's just that entire crew with Peter obviously being multi-time race winner and all the way through the road to Indy, winning the Freedom 100, extremely talented race car driver. Yeah. And then uh, Richard Leons. I don't know if you know about him, but he's going to be our, our yep. driver coach. I mean, super, super successful Japanese or uh race car driver, professional race car driver, racing in Japan a lot of the time with Super GT and Super Formula and all that stuff. It's just absolutely insane because we've seen extremely talented race car drivers, especially in the Red Bull program, go over there and really struggle. Um, So that's really cool. And sort of getting to hear about, about his career. And I mean, he has the craziest eye when it comes to going through data and video. Like <laughs> I like that. That's good. He's like, he'll point pinpoint this randomest craziest stuff that like you'd never be able to see and he just kind of looks at it and he's like oh yeah this is what you need to do and it's really cool just to be able to get like that massive influx of information all of it being so extremely relevant um and and just the entire program like it's so well put together and i really love the idea of two drivers and lots of people on it just for 100 percent focus and sort yeah. of being able to to seriously be on top of it. Um, Interesting, yeah, for sure. A smaller team than last year, right? Yeah, significantly smaller. So this plays really well into this question here. Let me get, uh, Casey Ackerman asked this question. He says, uh, question for you, Josh. Now with turn three, have you had a chance to learn from Peter and what insight from racing has he been able to provide? Again, without giving any trace, (laughs) kind of what you just talked about a little bit there, right? What has has he brought to the table for you more than what you've just already said? I mean, I think also him having such a large engineering background, just working with him weekend to weekend, it's like, it's one thing to have an engineer and work with them and and work on car setup and stuff like that. It's another thing to have an engineer who's been in the car and has all the information. So when I go to him and I say, I think the car is doing this, he has a much better idea of what my feedback is. Not just being an engineer, but also having been in the seat, knowing what's going on stuff like that, having already driven the car at some point, um, which is really cool. And it's another perspective to have. And I think it's a huge asset overall just purely because like he has so much information to base everything off of and he's been in so many cars worked on so many cars like he just has such a wide variety of 
okay, this is what we need to do next. As well as like literally any question or scenario you've been in on track, like he's experienced it as it's well. It's been there. Yeah, he's right. been to all these tracks. He's yeah. driven all these cars. Like um, when it comes to racing, he's just a super intelligent individual with all that stuff. And being able to sort of ask questions, look back to your video and, and I like, obviously we haven't been in any racing situations yet, but I imagine when we come to racing, especially on the sim and stuff like that, he has yeah. so much information to give of, Oh, you could have done that better. You could have done this better, which I think, it'll just complement everything that I learned in the last season. And it'll seriously add to add to the competition side of it besides just the pace. No doubt. Uh, Mandy, actually, this is uh, Mandy Dempsey's out of this as well. So he goes, uh, you and turn three motorsport team principal, Peter Dempsey have actually been teammates before, right? What, when were you guys teammates? So we raced together um, with, with his dad, Cliff Dempsey in yeah. England. Okay. Uh, he was teammates with me at the festival, um, which was a lot of fun. And yeah. he gave a lot of, a lot of information about how to race those cars and be quick and be extremely, extremely aggressive. Um, and I mean, he had, he had probably one of the most impressive runs. I think it was the LCQ where he started like 35th. Okay. And in three laps was in fifth and then tried to pass fourth from like five cars back and crash, but it that wasn't on sense. him. It was, it was definitely the other guy watching the video back, but still it was like, that was a crazy run, just sitting in the stands being like, okay, he needs to get into the race. The top five get into the race. He's starting yeah. 35th. What are the chances this happens? It's a five-lap race. And, like, by lap three, he was already straight up into the position. That was That's crazy. amazing. Yeah. So, hey, listen, we blew by that a little bit. Now, let me touch on that again as we talk about you and your kind of your background and your resume. When you did go over for Team USA, and those of you who may not know about the Team USA scholarship, a number of Amer young Americans, normally around 16 or so, get initially invited. Then there's a uh, there's there's uh, speeches and presentations and, and they you know the drivers have to talk to all the uh, the judges they pare it down usually to six then two win and get a chance to go to the Formula Ford Festival and the Walter Hayes Trophy and, and Josh you were uh, over the last number of years you've been one of the most successful guys that have gone over there you've been very strong you had a good run at the festival I think you were on the pole were you not overall pole overall pole at, at the Walter Hayes at the Hayes yeah yeah and you were on the podium at the Hayes too were you not no I really? I was I finished. I was fighting for second when I got taken out in the pre-fight. Oh, yeah. That's right. I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. I was on the podium at the festival in the heats. Yeah, the bottom line is, is that you went over there and did well. Like, again, that's a lot of the experience you get, right? You said because you, you, you ran with Cliff Dempsey Racing at that point with Peter right there. So pair of, I, I would have to think that that relationship kind of started there, and that's probably what really kind of led the way to where you are today. Yeah, I mean, we had a really good relationship over there, but like obviously it's driver to driver, so it's its, its own thing. But um I think that that sort of made all the initial talking a lot less like awkward when you're meeting new people and stuff course, like that. Yeah. Like we were able to get straight to the point, which was really good. Um, <laughs> but racing over there was huge. And for any driver who gets the opportunity to, it is, it is a really huge program. I mean, um, learning a new car is always good, being able to sort of figure that out. But over yeah. there, you're going to get the changeable conditions more than you'll ever get over here with just like rain, drizzle, dry, whatever's happening. Something's always going on. Um, and I think, the Avon they run over there is one of the best tires for a Formula. Oh, really? I like it. It is just, I mean, it's it's just perfect for like the car is just slightly on that slip angle, yeah. but it's not it's not huge. Like you're still driving it like you would a race car. I think the cars over here are a bit overstuck. Um, just being on slicks, like it's definitely a little too easy to be quick in those cars. And over there, you seriously have to work the pace out of it, um, which is a lot of fun. And I mean, like Brands isn't 
a very drafty track. It's worth like maybe one or two tenths. Yeah, there's not that big long straightaway. The, the straightway yeah. is so curved all the way around, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. and then the laps so short that the competition is ridiculously close. Yeah. So, awesome. um, but the biggest thing is racing. Like you're never gonna race anyone like you do in those two events just purely because there's a hundred, ten, hundred twenty cars. Like you're Wherever never on the racetrack. You're in a battle. Yeah, no yeah. matter what, like you're never alone. And the racing is always crazy because Europeans are just extremely good race car drivers. Like we know that that Brits, a lot of the people running up front in those events have done those events for a long time. Um, and it just makes for crazy racing. And I mean, I have like all the onboard and like the videos from the broadcast and stuff of like me racing different people in the wet and in the dry and, and just all these different events, like the crazy race. It, when I started on the pole at the Hayes, like, I think it was a five car battle for the lead. And like, I think a different car led every single lap. You never <laughs> about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, brands is a bit different just because it's a little bit tighter and it's a little bit harder to pass. And there's a bit more advantages to staying behind. But um, yeah, it was, it was a huge program just for me to learn mentally how to race people because you never really get that experience anywhere in 1600. It's a very different thought process with the draft. Uh, let's, I want to wrap something up and kind of shift gears a little bit. Um, you, you guys are all over the the sim racing on iRacing. I know that uh, that you guys. I, I announced the race, the very first race on the Elite Racing, uh, the the Elite's, uh, uh Network Racing Network. Uh, you guys were running, which it, it was you and Peter back and battling back and forth. It was pretty wild there. You guys do a lot of stuff on, on iRacing, and I want to talk a little bit about that. We just got the uh, the TireRack.com Road to Indy E Series presented by Cooper Tires going on Wednesday night. You had a fantastic battle there. Some great passes there. Um, Talk about iRacing a little bit. This I find it interesting because here you are getting a chance to really go wheel to wheel online, you know, in the in the sim with your with your team owner, Peter Dempsey. You guys are going back and forth. I have to feel like that, even though it's not on the racetrack or physically on the racetrack, you're still dogfighting each other and learning from each other when you guys are on the track. Tell me how much are you pulling from your sim time with Peter? A lot. I mean, and again harping back on everything i said before it's 100 percent always about just the, the racing itself and like peter is one of the quickest sim races i've ever raced against like yeah. peter is extremely quick in the sim and that's very well known in every race he shows up to he goes out and and runs up front and like he's always on pace so the racing is always super good and like whenever we're because we do do a lot of testing as a team um we go out and just sort of like try and learn the car a little bit try and learn some circuits um and he's always the benchmark like it's it's as simple as that like he is always the one that's like okay cool so he found three tenths where can we find those three tenths and what's that's awesome on, on the sim that's yeah. amazing yeah and and we promote a lot of racing i mean like when we were testing for barber before we first went there and it was with bryce and everything it's like we went out there and we just did we had the four of us just do a race like we just had a full i racing like tournament set up where we do races and heats and we flip the grids and stuff like that and yeah it just shows you sort of like where you can pass in real life obviously you do some stupid stuff and make some <laughs> ridiculous moves like like my pass around the outside going into the chicane i would never want to do that in real life of course um, but like there is a lot to be learned about like committing to an overtake how to release the brake pedal to really get the car into the corner without locking anything stuff like that which is huge and i mean a lot of the other stuff as well like doing all the endurance races you get you just learn how to focus for long periods of time like i did the 24 with with a group of drivers and yeah um daytona 24 because there are a lot of 24 of course but, yeah, um, yeah yeah uh yeah and like i think i went to bed at i got off at 3 30 a.m and got back in the car at 6 30. wow 
So I had that like three hour time period to sleep, but it wasn't really three hours. It was more like two because you have to be back up and in the sim and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and got back in the car. And like, I had one of my best stints ever that morning. Like that morning was like my best stint. I have no idea why it was just like super hyper-focused and was able to get back in. And I think that's huge because like being able to get in a car and drive for three, four hours straight, just lap on lap and trying to be consistent is like, it's really hard. But when you get into a real car and you're only doing a 20, 30 minute race, like being able to to have that focus is super important and the sim even though you may not get some of like the movement some of the seat of the pants stuff and some of that like extra physical movement um you still get that that focus point where you have to really be on point for the entire period of time um and and it is a muscle and you can you definitely do get better the more you do i was gonna say you have that you, you know you have that that uh that three hours of focus if you're having to focus for 30, it's, it's just not as taxing as that three hours. It's like trying to hold your breath for three minutes. Yeah. And then if you can hold it for three minutes, holding it for a minute is nothing, right? Yep, exactly. Here's, um, here's a question from Elaine Sinclair. She says, Josh, do you ever uh, do any iRacing live streams? Are you a Twitch guy? Are you are you streaming your stuff? Yep. So I stream I stream almost every race I do. Um, okay. My Twitch is Josh Goes Racing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I do a whole bunch of streams. I stream the entire 24. Um, except for the time I went to bed because I wanted to shut my computer off and everything <laughs> cool down. Um, but yeah, so I stream just about every event I do. Um, and I'll stream the elite stuff from my perspective. Obviously, it's all streamed. And I I, I am debating whether or not I'm going to stream uh, the iRacing, like the Road to Indy one, just because I want to have my computer in tip-top shape, just not sort of like streaming the games. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, possibly, I'll see. But I think Detroit might be one of the ones where I don't want to just really because it's a very demanding track um yeah. don't want to be losing frames at any apexes there uh, <laughs> i agree but yeah no I, I i do stream all the time josh goes racing and i don't really have a specific set schedule but whenever i'm on there i'm definitely up for the stream let's uh wrap this thing up and talking about your expectations for 2021 you go in as a sophomore in usf 2000 you know the, the common uh, thought is the first year in any series you learn the car the tracks everything you go to win the championship the next year that's where you're lining up. You were six last year. You had a great season, a lot of consistency. What are the expectations? What are the goals for 2021 with, with turn three? Goals always going to be wins and championships. I mean, that's that's always going to be the the top priority. But I mean, for me, my my expectation for myself and for the team is to just go in there and put 110% of what we can do into it. Like if we go out there and we do and we do as much work as we possibly can to go win races, I have no doubt that we can go win a championship. But I want to make sure we leave the championship with all of us even if we don't win, we're just like, we put everything we possibly could have into that and we got robbed if that's what happens. Like, that's it, right? That's like, all you can do. But that's what I want. Like if we if we go into it and we're able to leave the season, we're like, okay, we put as much as we possibly can into that. That's the most important thing because if everything goes right and we put all the work in, we should be able to win a championship, no problem. All right. Uh, people obviously are going to be watching this. We have a number of them watching it live. We'll make sure we push it out and it'll be on YouTube. We have it on Facebook as well right now. People are following you. They, you know, you're a young driver here on the road to Indy. You guys are focused on getting to the NTT Indy Car Series. You've shown success, so you're going to try to work your way all the way up. People need to be following you now. What's the Twitter? What's the Instagram? What's Facebook? You already mentioned Twitch. How do they follow you uh, on social media? Josh Goes Racing on Instagram and Twitter, and Josh Green Racing on Facebook, and then Josh Goes Racing on Twitter as well. That's awesome, dude. I, just, I appreciate you taking some time out here for me uh, on a Friday afternoon, or yeah, we're for afternoon now. Uh, thank you so much. But uh, hey, next Wednesday, virtual Belle Isle, Detroit. Yep. Right? Yep. You got to win that championship too, man. I'm telling you. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for joining me. All right. See ya. All right. 
Folks, that is uh, Josh Green. Let me change this around here a little bit. There we go. Uh, tremendous young driver. Again, uh, super consistent last year with Cape Motorsports. I love this pairing between he and Peter Dempsey from Turn 3 Motorsport uh, for 2021. You throw in the young rookie coming from F1600, Dylan Christie. That team is going to be super strong for sure, and it should be a lot of fun to watch what they're able to do. Again, the, uh, the TireRack.com Road to Indy E-Series presented by Cooper Tires every Wednesday evening. Still uh, four more races to go. We're at Detroit next Wednesday, 6.45 p.m. Uh, Eastern start for that. Uh, great show. And uh, you can, at the end, follow on Apex Racing TV on YouTube. That's where we have our follow-up show if you're, if you're watching up in Canada on Rev TV. Uh, otherwise, thank you so much for joining us. This is going to be a lot of fun. I gotta, I'm going to start dialing these things back up again. Make sure you keep uh, an eye. Do me a favor, if you're watching on YouTube, give me a subscribe, press that like button. That way uh, we can get more people and you'll get notifications every time I get set to go here. But otherwise, folks, we're going to wrap things up. I'm going to wrap it up here, find the right channel. There we go, guys. Thank you so much. It's Friday. Have an awesome weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Book it.